Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, hands up if you forgot to press record and me and Matt have been chatting for 20 minutes already. That's me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Russell Mann is back. I hope you're safe and well. New channel, please. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, sponsor. Untuck it. Great. Anyway, me and Matt. Ha- hope you're well, everybody. Um, <laughs> me and Matt had a lovely chat about school ch- school homeschooling for 20 minutes and then I realized I hadn't pressed record. But that's okay because we haven't gone to the West Ham part stuff. So it's okay. That's why we won't go over an old ground, Matt. We'll go over <laughs> no, that's ground. fine. West Ham are doing well. Great. Yeah, well, as as I was saying, <laughs> um, I think I think it's been it's just been one of them that I think the the squad you can see the change in the mentality, the everything that's they've just sort of gone under the radar. They've been going about their business. The the players have been performing well. Everyone knows their roles and responsibilities that they need to do in the team. Um, obviously, they've they've been having some fantastic results, and they've just slowly sort of gone under the radar. Just kept on performing, kept on getting the results. And then everyone suddenly turned around and gone, hold on a minute, they're in the top four. And then yeah. they've been like, oh, yeah, they've been playing well, actually. Yeah, they've been doing well. And whereas uh, David Moyes and the, the, the whole squad have just been slowly tapping away, making sure that, they, that you know, they've stopped conceding goals, which was a big thing. They were, they were conceding a lot of goals. Um, and it makes it, it makes it so hard to then come back. You're relying on scoring more goals than the yeah. other team. And, you know, Antonio's been fantastic, absolutely fantastic. He leads that line, occupies the two centre halves, or you know, if it's three, he he occupies three. He's that yeah. he's that much of a handful that you know he he's done a sensational job, and then they've they've been clever in the way that they've been playing. Bowen's been outstanding as well. I, I, I like watching him, uh, his work rate, and I think the rest of them have just every, everyone start to gel and. Mm-hmm. That's, that's ultimately that is why they are where they are because of the work ethic and the desire to to work for each other, and they've had that quality in the final third. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, and also it's 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 nice to, as you said. I mean, obviously we've had, we've had the transfer window and stuff like that, and and where in previous years, in recent years, to be honest, where we've been scrabbling around for players to keep us up. A bit like sort of, you know what, what Big Sam's doing at West Brom. It seems you know a bit of a scatter gun, get, get as many bodies as we can. 
we haven't had to do that this this time so it's it's i know there's been a bit sort of oh we didn't sign a forward as a striker or whatever but you know someone like lingard i think he's a, he's gonna be a master stroke um and it's nice it's a, it's a weird position to be in really yeah. not looking down yeah I, I was speaking to i can't remember who i was speaking to now about everyone was saying about yeah west ham they why didn't they sign a center forward haven't done this and i just think you know they've been sensible about it you know yeah. over the past however many years that always trying to sign a striker, sign a striker, you sign someone, you're desperate for a striker, everyone knows that, so you pay over the odds, you're paying him, paying them good money, yeah. um, obviously got good money for Haller, so had to let him go, it didn't quite work for him, and then you're in a position that everyone knows you're after a forward, so I think they've been sensible in the fact that, I'm sure they were trying to sign a striker, there was yeah. no doubt they were trying to, but if it wasn't right, they didn't sign him, whereas I mm -hmm. think in the past, they probably would have done it, and I think Definitely. now they, they can they can realise that their squad's very strong. They've added, like you said, Lingard, who's that's a that's a good signing. Dawson's mm -hmm. been a great signing as well. Um and you you're sort of building that team now. You're you're adding one or two players, not four or five. Yeah. I think you're 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 adding the right players, the right mentality for the squad. And um and, and it is looking good. It's you know, you've got you've got to just sort of ride the wave of being a yes. West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and it, it's um it, it's looking good. You just gotta hope that you know, injuries, everyone hopes everyone stays fit. Mm. But at the minute, when everyone's playing well, the, the the whole squad's in a good feeling, I think, you know, hopefully it will just continue to go under the radar a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I think has has helped. And you know, I I hate to sort of say it as well, but I think, especially at the start of the season, I think having no fans there with the pressure of, of everything has, has probably helped. Possibly, in yeah. a sense. I think now, obviously, it'll be great. You know, everyone be back there because uh, they're in such a high uh, position and, and yeah. confidence. I think it'll it'll push them on even more. But I think to start with, I think it was um, I think it's benefited. Yeah, team. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point because obviously we had that sort of nightmare run and everyone was saying, oh, we're not going to get a point until November or something like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, we probably, I think you're right, actually, in terms of it, no, no fans probably helped them in, initially because um, I think we played rubbish against the Newcastle in the first game. And then it sort of like kicked on from there. But as you said, it's, um, yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? And it's like, <laughs> it's like obviously we played Liverpool the other day and there was like, oh, it's like, I said, we're going to smash Liverpool. And, and we're like, they're still, like one of the best teams in the league and we're i think a little bit maybe we're slightly higher than we should be at the moment um in terms of and so yeah so i think people like you know come back to reality a little bit and uh yeah now we'll see what happens as as, as moisey said you know he wants us to to dream and then why not what else Definitely. are we gonna do well i, I think like, like, <laughs> yeah i think uh, obviously the you know is every game against liverpool is tough but you, you show what a good side they are, or West Ham are. Um, mm. You know, it's, it wasn't a, a demolition like other teams have done. I think um, it just shows what a good squad that Moyes has got together now and, and everyone's pushing in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And hopefully a, a good cup run. That's all we want. That would be nice. That would be nice, wouldn't it? The cup run with no bugger in the stadium wait at the final. Oh, no, I typical, know. Typical West Ham, isn't it? It just sums it up, doesn't it, at the moment? You just think that can't happen. It can't happen. You can't get to a final or something and then there'll be no fans. That's that's not right, is it? No, it's not right. But it's okay as 
Willie Heesham would say. Um, God, that was a random song reference. Pops in my head. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, so obviously you everyone knows everyone knows Matty. Matt, Matt joined um, you know back in oh, 20, 2012, 2013, when my daughter was born. As we were talking before, her her due day was the playoff final day. That one, I had a really good ticket, like a really good ticket, like front row of like, but where um, Vast Taste scored. And yeah. um, so I was at the game and, <laughs> but yeah, and then two days, she came along two days later and then there's a picture of her in the playoff trophy because I knew they were going to do it down Romford. So, I'm, you know, anyway, anyway, so uh, obviously you signed and you signed being, you know, what was the time that the record signing, you know, it was led to believe about 10.75 million or something like that, which was crazy at that time. Um what we like to do is when we talk to fans and, and players, we like to find out sort of joining West Ham, whether it's a fan or as a player. So that sort of summer, you know, joining West Ham, how did that transfer take place? What was sort of the me- – can you remember sort of how it all fell into place? Because it was uh, – it was. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I sort of knew that there was the interest in, in signing me if – they got promoted. Sure. Okay. Um, so obviously, I sort of straight away was you know a West Ham fan in the playoffs. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> making sure that they uh, they got promoted. Um, and then after that, it was just sort of trying to sort of see what you know what could happen. Um, obviously, there was a few bids that got rejected by Wolves, um, and it sort of you know I, I started the season at Wolves. I played a few games. Um, so it was sort of coming down to the wire, really. And um, I think, you know, I basically got told that um, that they were going to put in one last bid. And and so it was sort of a case that, you know, I, I, I would have, I wanted to join. Um, yeah. Obviously loved my time at Wolves, but I, I, uh, I wanted to, to, to play for West Ham and play back in the Premier League. So it was, it was a case of, you know, um, seeing and hoping that uh, the Wolves would uh, accept the bid, and, and in the end, they they did, and 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 they got yes, it was a, it was a lot of money, and that was obviously came with it, its pressures, but um, yeah, at the time, it was it's, it's nothing to do with, you know, I can't help any of any of that, and I, I'm delighted that the West Ham were able to to get get it over the line, and and I was uh, I was straight in. Yeah, and and is is it sort of as you said, Joe? probably don't necessarily think about it all the time when you're playing but having same as any whether it's you know 10 million pound five million pound you know as a player do you do you know you know oh god they spent this much money on me is that sort of a thing you know i I think for me you know everyone knows how big west ham is but then when you you sign and you're in central you know you're in london you're you're signed for club record signing you see billboards going up you've got like all the press that surrounds it, you you know you're at a big yeah. club, and you you can feel the not tension, but the uh, the excitement or the you know everything that that comes with it. And for me, it was definitely like a you know wow, you know this is a huge club. You know they've spent a lot of money on me. I I, I you know I need to go out and 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 perform. Um, yeah. That that is definitely something that for me, you know personally, yes. Yeah. It was something you can feel straight away. Of course, of course. I mean, yeah, I said it was. It was a, it was a, a really exciting time. Obviously, because we were being promoted and we were sort of going to establish ourselves in the Premier League under Big Sam, and um, and obviously we'd, we, you know, he'd come in and, and done the job and got us up. Um, you know, albeit via the playoffs, but we still got up. Um, what was 
what was it like going into that team? Because there must have been buzzing in terms of, you know, in terms of atmosphere as, as, a, as a unit from going up the, the previous season. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good squad. Mm. Um, really good squad. You know, with you had the older, the older players, the more experienced players, a few of the youngsters as well. Um, and I just remember, you know, the, when I actually signed, I went, uh, just signed, went, got taken down to the training ground. And then they were actually having a team meeting. So where where the training ground is, if you've ever been, well, yeah. back then in that training ground, it's all the port cabins. So yeah. they showed me, like, put me into the direction where the port cabins was, and they knocked on a door. And obviously they're having a team meeting. So I was all waiting outside. And the next thing you see is the door open, and you see like get through it, and then Big Sam walks out, and he's he's huge. Like, never never that, yeah, he's quite he is big, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I never sort of met him like that close. So he come out of the door like this small door. He just popped out, and he was huge. And he was like, "All done." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Brilliant, right?" And then he was sort of like back into his meeting. It was like, "Right, okay." <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was, yeah. It, it was a great change room. There was some really, really good guys in there that have been around that have done it. Yeah, uh, played at the top level, and um, it, it certainly made me feel welcome straight away. Definitely. And I mean, you know, that season for a promoted club, you know, finishing like 10th that season. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what you want for a first season. Don't you really? I mean, um, amazing. Absolutely amazing. You look at any club that's been promoted to finish, you know, fourth bottom yeah. <laughs> is, uh, but to finish 10th was, was fantastic. And, and we thoroughly deserved it as well. Yeah. And as you said, you had like a real, like good mix um you obviously you had like you know your, your kevin nolan's obviously current coach at west ham you know so it's all all, all sort of all comes back in, in full circle obviously you had guys like you know obviously you had, uh, ginge and you had uh tompkins and, and reedy you had some really good good players and uh, even joe joe was there wasn't he um uh, for a time. yeah it was after that but yeah just after yeah it was yeah. uh it's one of those things where that's that that season i think and actually obviously i think you played like 30 odd games that season next season you played about 30 odd games i mean yeah. i think you made 90 90 first team appearances across your time at west ham which ain't shabby it ain't shabby matt is it no it was i mean it, I, I sort of in some sense hit the ground running in in the sense that the way that the manager wanted us to play like my yeah. role in that was you know get the ball wide get crosses in the box and and that that season that I put the most crosses in in Europe and then also put the most successful crosses in in Europe. So it wasn't me just whipping the balls just in. Whipping and him, yeah. in it was the most successful crosses. So it was for the way we were playing, it was a, it was a huge success. Yeah, it was. And, and as of, I mean, you had, you look at the team around, obviously you did have your Nolans and you did have, you know, Andy Carroll's there as well. And Madiba, my eager. God, forget about Madiba Maiga. Um, and so you had some good target men as well to whip these balls into. Um, oh, and Colton, so, oh, I can't believe I forgot Colton. Oh, I can't forget Colton. He's, he's never going to come on the fucking channel now if I keep <laughs> forgetting him. But I mean, as you said, you know, and there's something I think, and that's why I quite like like the new to the, the current team now. I, I, I see Bowie in a very similar position, you know, so when he just gets it simple and plays it down the wing and crosses it, it football can be such a simple game, I think. You know, if you get it down the wing, cross it in, it's not hard, is it, really, football, oh, it seems. I, I, I think that's what um, Sam was, was good at. He broke it yeah. down, simplify it, and that's, why, that's what the, the team, everyone knew their role 
in the team. Everyone knew what they had to do and where they had to be, where the ball was in a certain situation. So like you're saying with Bowen, he he gets the ball, he gets the team up the pitch. Mm. And if he gets the opportunity to take someone and put a cross in, he does it. And that's yeah. that's uh, that's you know, that is what the way that sort of we we played at the time. Yeah, definitely. And as and as you said, we, we did it very successfully. You know, it was tenth and thirteenth for those first two seasons, which again sort of helps. It's it's a part of a part of West Ham's sort of history where you know this is sort of the consolidation into the Premier League. And so the first season was exciting, uh, and then obviously the second season was a consolidation. And um, and I mean in that second, I mean you know when I think of, when I think of you, Matt, or I, I think of the first thing that comes to my head, and you probably think no already, is that Tottenham game yeah. because you know because you, you scored against Tottenham. That's it. I mean you. Score four goals that you know one of them gets Tottenham, so straight away you're in a small, small group. And you know, coming back, losing you know, one nil down, I think at a bio score, I think, or something like that. And then obviously, you got the equalizer, and we won the game, you know, quarterfinals. Um, do, as a player, do you realize how 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 much West Ham fans hate Tottenham? <laughs> yes, yeah, I think, I think it's. I think it's one of the things when you sign, it's sort of drilled into you. Really, you know, yeah. You know that this is the big one. Um, yeah. And as you said, I, I was I'm absolutely delighted that I was able to. That game was just incredible. I think the atmosphere, like the away fans in that whole area where we were scoring, was just incredible. And to put, you know, as you say, we went one nil down, but then to turn it around in the fashion, you know, it was it was it was chucking it down. It was, it was, it was, and then you know, spanked one in the top corner, and then Maiga scored, and everyone was just going crazy. And and as you say, what what a game, what what a game to score in. It was fantastic memories. Yeah, that's the thing. It's 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 it's, it's there's some certain things, and it's like it's always Tottenham, but it's because obviously we did it, yeah, this year didn't we? We were three 0 down and, and drew three all, and uh, it's always it's always Tottenham and Man United that seems to be the only t- the two teams it always happens against. So hopefully it'll happen against us in the cup. Um, and as and I mean, you know, across that obviously those first two seasons were were sort of your strongest seasons. Where so obviously then then there was injuries and stuff like that. So. If we concentrate those those first two those first two seasons, um, you know, obviously Kevin Nolan was was the was the skipper, um, very much so, club captain. Um, what was he like as a captain? Because I've heard I've heard firsthand from some people about what he was like as a captain, but from your experience having Kev as a captain, what was he like, Matt? Brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, I can't speak highly more highly of Kev. He was sensational from when I come in. You know, he would be one of them guys that. It's got nothing to do with him, but if it was it was going to benefit the team, he would take it on. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, anyone would go to him saying something about something, and he would just take control, go and see the manager or do whatever, get it all sorted. He was he was a superb captain, um, a leader on the pitch, um, led by example on the pitch. You know, he's you know he scored sensational goals, important goals would work his socks off on on that role where he was you know he had to be a striker he had to be a midfielder he had to you know he had to do and he he was he was just a a, a real leader and um and obviously it was great for for the squad you know, organizing stuff for us a lot as well so that was yeah. uh, that always helps <laughs> yeah no, exactly yeah and obviously it seems that a lot of his nolanisms um have now been imparted into the West Ham current team. So, you know, they just used to stand on the toes of the goalkeeper at corners. Now it's Antonio's job. And obviously he's a little bit, you know, a little bit harder to push over than, than maybe Kevin Nolan is blessing. But it's um 
it's and I think also the effect of of Nolan as a, as a as a captain, you know, when you see someone like the way Marks conducted himself as a captain, there's there's definitely he's it's, it's rubbed off on him because again what you were saying in terms of how he reacted, you know, he's all about the players. Marks is actually the same by all accounts as well, and um, it's uh, it's lovely to it's lovely to hear you know how 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 great a captain is. You know, it's, it, I think people underestimate that definitely. Yeah, captains have a huge responsibility. Um, they can make or break a change room, to be honest. You know, they, they, they really can. And, and as you said, Kev was fantastic. And, and Nobes just, you know, he, he was already like a captain anyway, Nobes. Um, sure. but, but to obviously learn from, from Kev and then to take on the responsibility like, like he did. And, and he, you know, he's West Ham, West Ham through and through. So yeah. he was, he's always about the teams, always about the club. And, um, and he, as you, as you mentioned, you know, he, he does stand up for what for what he believes in, and uh, and if it's yeah. and if it's if it's not the the, the scene the correct way, it's it doesn't matter. It's yeah. um, he he's standing up for what he believes in as a as a player and as a, as the club. Yeah, exactly. And 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 obviously, you know, Mister Allardyce, he, he, he tended to get a bit of stick from West Ham fans and stuff like that. But as as a manager, as a manager, I mean, I, I always quite liked Big Sam. I'll be honest. I, you know, I, I was I was quite glad we we turned. You know, we we lost. We beat him when West Brom came down. But as a manager, he's one of those bastard managers. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's a manager. He's a bastard when he's not your manager. But when he's your manager, he's the way he winds up people and stuff. What was yeah. he like, like day to day as a, as as a manager, man? I think I think everyone remembers that. Uh, what's it, Chico? Oh um, yeah. This one that's the that's the one yeah there's so many clips of that that come up um yeah like like you said i think i think everyone has that opinion of his oh he's it's this horrible football it's not that well you know everyone was absolutely buzzing when we were 10th 13th 12th in the first three seasons you know yeah. yes some some games weren't pretty but you got results you won games uh, he 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 knew the way that he wanted to play. He had his system. He had statistics of where the ball should be, how you should score goals, where you should score goals from. Everything was revolved around that. He was he was clever in the sense that yeah he was. I would say he was more of an old school manager, yeah. but he was very much on the the new wave of technology, statistics. Everything was broken down. He was very good at. So, for instance, in pre-season, you'd sit down and break the season up into like eight games. So you would work out where in each section how many yep. points you think or how much you need to get to finish, you know, in our first season, to finish 10th. That was our yep. goal, really. So you needed this many wins, this many draws, this many losses, this many goals, this many conceded. You know, he went like down, broke wow. it down into that sort of stage. So if you'd like finished in the first, I think we'd finished like you wanted like eight points in our first eight games, or like seven or eight points in our first eight games. I think we got fourteen or something like that. So you're like yeah. blowing that one, but then you you sort of move that to the side. You do a review of them eight games and you move on to the next one. And then gotcha. if you were trying to get ten and you got eight, you'd be like, right, you know, we wanted ten. But because of the previous one, we got 14 and we thought we were going to get eight or whatever. You yeah. sort of try and so if you're going on a bad run, like I'm, yeah, most teams do, we went on a couple of bad runs. If it's in one of the sections, you try and put it to the side, right? That makes we're sense. On yeah, next, yeah. We're on the next bit, and he he did that side of the game very well. Yeah, and uh, that makes perfect sense. It's very similar to you know 
you know, my, my, yeah, from working my, my budget for the company, you know, it's the same. It's like Q1, Q2. Oh, we've done it. Okay. We've got carryovers. That's good. But I think with Big Sam, I think he's always, as you said, when he was 10th, <laughs> we didn't really moan. When we got promoted, we didn't really moan that much. Um, I know people, you know, nowadays we don't care, you know, what he does, to be honest. But um, I thought he was, I remember one game, we played Burnley. I can't remember what season it was, but it was in the Allardyce years. And obviously Burnley fans hate him because he played, he managed Black, obviously the Bolton, Blackburn, Blackburn manager. And Burnley's a horrible, I hate, I hate grounds like that. We have to cross the pitch to get to the dugout. Do you know what I mean? So he has to cross the pitch, like, and everyone had gone. Everyone had gone, and Alan and the Big Sam was about twenty yards behind everyone, and he just walks out into the set, and everyone's booing him, and he's like, and "I was like, do you know, fair play. I love people. I like, it's a bit of entertainment, isn't it? He's like, he was a bit like a pantomime villain, and I just that's why I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Oh, and good news, West Ham are two new up. There we go. That is good. That is very good. <laughs> just Jesse Lingard has scored on his day. Well, there you go. What better start? We were just saying before we said what a great signing Jesse Lingard was. There we go. Oh, yeah, um, first, didn't you? We heard it here first. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Although this will probably go out two days. This will probably go out on Saturday. So it's going to be really, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Let's move on to the Hammers 11, Matt. So obviously everyone we have on the channel, um, bar Harry Redknapp, uh, Nigel Coker, and Ian Bishop. Don't ask me why. The three of them didn't do an 11. But everyone we've had on um, picks an 11. So from the fans, it's the players they've been around to see that have been, you know, seen live. Um, so it's not all, you know, obviously my, if I put my dream 11, I'd probably Bobby Moore in. But obviously, clearly, I wasn't old enough to see him play. Um, so for the players we do, from the the the, the players you played with, and I know you, this is, you've had trouble with this. I know you've had trouble with this. Yeah, I've been messaging you saying I'm really struggling. <laughs> but the way people get the way people get away with it matt is they say honorable mentions yeah so they go oh he's he's, this person's left back but let's not forget there we go you've said everyone that's how people get away with it it's a bit of fun it's a bit of fun so we'll start off in goal probably the easiest one i'd say yeah it it, yeah Uh, for me it was um yossi yaskalain yeah you should ask him. Yeah, he was um, fantastic, him. fantastic, ultimate professional, uh, fantastic pro. Worked so hard on the training pitch, then went off and dedicated, and then went in the gym and looked after himself. Um, really, a good guy, a really good guy, um, yeah. and was was great for us. Absolutely great for us. Always, always quite untidy. He was his shirt out, didn't he? And he was quite skinny, oh, yeah. but he's oh. always a big shirt. But uh, no, I don't mind that. No, I never. He's like you know, he's a uh, he's one of those players. I think I think that's him as a goalkeeper. It tends to get sort of left out in the wash a little bit because it's sort of like the Robert Green era, and then you have maybe Fabianski, and that sort of period in the middle. We had some good goalkeepers, and I think yeah, Yushi was well, obviously you know, Bolton man, one of one of Allardyce's generals, so to speak, and he was just really solid for us. I thought really yeah. solid. I mean, you don't get to play in the Premier League for as long as he did, point. Um, and not not be a you know a steady Eddie goalkeeper. He was he was very very good, um, and as I said, it was great because he was the he was you know he was older. Uh, yes. I can't remember his what age, but, but he was the ultimate pro. He was always in working in the in the gym, working on the training pitch, and you know he he was he was a good guy as well. Very good guy. Good. All right. Okay. We'll put Yushi in. Yushi. 
I didn't have to type it out, thank God. I'd already had it in the thing. I was like, last thing I'll do is type that one out. That's good, because I wouldn't have known how to spell it, that's for sure. Is it two, a- two A's? Oh, God, yeah. That's that was that's one of the good old club shop, isn't it? You know, on the letters. Yeah. 10p a letter. Right, yeah. okay, let's put UC in. Um, are we going to play four at the back? You play whatever formation you want. I know. This, this is the trouble that I've had, G, because I keep thinking of players' names, and I go, oh, yeah, but then I can't. Then I'm going to have to change formation and do that. <laughs> but... I think what I'm going to just do is I'm just going to go four at the back. Yeah. Um, and I'll start, which is unorthodox, but I'm going to go my two centre-halves. Go for it. And that is Ginge and Reedy. Yeah. Um, to, to say, I'll start with Ginge. He was just everything that you'd want as a defender. He would throw his mm. head at anything. He would block everything. He would you know, put his body on the line. Um obviously score goal great ping on him but he would just he would defend like a defender should should defend <laughs> i think yeah, yeah, yeah he he did everything that you'd want as a defender um and yeah brilliant and a fantastic guy as well but as a, as a player yeah that's who i would want in the trenches with me sure. he, would, he would he would do everything for you yeah, uh, and, as, and as you said, I mean, he he obviously came came in that that period at the same time as you, really. So he came at the beginning of August, didn't he? he came yeah. back, so he came back, um, completely different player than the player he left. So, in my opinion, he came back as a more West Ham player, as you said, would throw his body on the line, skinhead. You know, he had the didn't have much of a beard then, yeah. um, but as you said, he was just the type of defender you want on your on your team, just because heart on the sleeve and just exactly. Yeah, um, and then Reedy was like uh, incredible. I don't yeah. think you, you at that point in time, no one could get near him. As a, no, as, not them. Yeah, oh, there were so many clubs that were after him. He was, he was immense. Yeah, you, know, you couldn't get round him. Like in training, I couldn't. You know, any time I get near him, he just like arm, body, just get the ball off you. And he was great with his feet. He he worked on his left foot because he always played on the left um, of the centre halves, and he worked on it, and he. He was just a man mountain, and yeah, um, yeah terrific player. Um, yeah. It really for him that the last couple of years he's he's had the injuries because he was he was that good. He was very yeah. good. I was, I, uh, yeah, definitely him. Well, and hopefully, him. obviously, he's, at, like, he's gone on loan at Brentford, isn't he now? So great. I think it's a great shout out for him to be honest. Yeah. I think I think he he when he first signed for us in sort of just after the World Cup, he was obviously went down that season. Firstly, but secondly, he wasn't really hit the ground running i think the championship made him um it really made him and so he's going sort of now he's almost going full circle you know towards the end of his career hopefully the championship will give him that final yeah. you know good bit of english football but uh, yeah good old reading and obviously you know he scored against tottenham once as well so <laughs> there we well, go so he's in the club he's yeah. in the club right who's next who's gonna um, be next mate? i'm gonna go um this is because of i played with him a lot uh i think I, I, we also had went through a spell where we were both not playing and we were basically the two of us training all the time <laughs> together. But I, I I just thought we as a partnership worked really well and that's Joey O'Brien. Yeah. Um, not, I, I don't know, um, you know, whatever a fan's opinion, but he was, he was fantastic um, when he played left back. Obviously he was right foot, but the way we used to link up and he used to mm. chop back is right curl the ball into it we just had an understanding um he would again throw his body on the line uh worked hard at his game 
uh, would look look after himself. Good guy, um, and that's yeah. He that's why I would. Uh, but obviously, Cress came later, and I wasn't playing as much. No, yeah, yeah. So obviously, he's an outstanding. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's he's, he's he's rejuvenated at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, the way he's playing, he's, so. he's absolutely he's been absolutely class. His delivery, his left foot is 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 fantastic. Um, so if I would have played more with him then I'm, I'm sure he would have been he would have been in but you'll go i'm going on people that I've, I've played sort of week in week out with so and it's good it's good to, it's good for a job to get a, a shout out he's still are you still playing at shamrock rovers i think but yeah I, I did see that yeah I, st- I, I spoke to him not long not too long ago so oh, he's uh, still going for it oh good man right okay we'll put job on the on the left then who's going to go right back then matty Dif- difficult one this one for me um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with well, it's because I had uh, Guy Demel was there for majority of my time there. Yeah, um, and then Tonks as well. But I, I, it's it's a difficult one because I, I, I would probably put Tonks in, but he's not really a right back. So but, he would be I mean, a better right yeah. back for me. But yeah. I, I, I just I can't see me not putting Tonks in. Yeah, I think. Well, I, think just, you, I think he did a great job for us at right back. He, he said he filled yeah. in quite, quite well, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think for him it was centre half, but oh, that's why I was struggling with formation. You see, because I could have played three, could have played three, could have the Moisey. I mean, that would have been perfect them three, but I, uh, I just I can't fit everyone else in the team. You see, <laughs> so, <laughs> I had oh, right. So I'm going with Tonks. Okay, um, put Tonks in. He was he was he was class. Um, similar, slightly younger than me, but um, sort of came through the youth. You could see him develop it into the player that, that mm. he was and is now. Um, really nice guy, um, and like, like, like I think there was just a West Ham way of defending. I think he was again no nonsense. Yeah, that, that style of defending, which is huge. So everyone's after this centre half. That's ball playing centre half. You get it down. Someone takes it off him. They go and score. Them three were perfect at the art of defending. So yeah, I get that, and that's and that's as I said. I think there's there's something still in that. You know what I mean? As you said, uh, yeah. As we spoke about Craig Dawson, you know, obviously he's very much is an old school, and there has been comparisons. Don't shoot me down of him and him and Ginge uh, uh, in terms of how they've played. They play as a you know, as you said, body on the line, sort of yeah, old school British that. defender. Um, and I think yeah. you need that. You definitely need that, particularly yeah. you know the way we play. Um, yeah. <laughs> you just want a scrapper. You need a scrapper. Um, okay, well, there's your back four. There's your keeper. Right, we, we're almost halfway. Um, yeah. Right, let's let's go into midfield then. Go on, you okay. go for the midfield as you want to. Yeah, so I'm trying to look at my phone to see who I've written down now. Um, I'm going to go with Yossi Benayoum. Yes. What a player. Um, yes. I don't think anyone can come close to him with the jinx and the chops and the little tricks he was yeah. just incredible um and i got to know him really well because uh, we shared a lift in together so what where, where were you living at the time then matt where uh, are you we're living? based in surrey at the time so, oh, wow. so okay. a decent journey in together yeah. so it was um i spent a lot of time with him he was such a such a guy such a gentleman such a really good guy um but as a player i don't think you can come more exciting and just fans on your feet, you would go to shoot, chop, someone would slide. He was like that in training, the amount of people that used to just go close to him and he just chop, see it, chop, 
<laughs> going for the keeper, they dive, dink it over them. He was just, he was phenomenal. And again, you don't get to play at the levels that he's played at for many, many years. You have Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham. It's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, Yossi Benayou. I think he's the first player to score a hat-trick in the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup and the League Cup, I believe. Obviously not all West Ham. No, that, <laughs> not all West Ham. But he was, yeah, top man, top man. Right, um, and who was it? I, was talking, I think it might have been, I think it might have been Jack said uh, that he, he liked to he liked to have a bit of, because he looks he looked like a, a bag of bones, Yoshi did, to be honest. Um, but he liked to put a bit of a, he liked a little challenge uh, in training, Jack was saying. He liked to put his foot in, so. Get his elbows around. <laughs> yeah, fair play, fair play to him. Right, okay, we'll put Yoshi in. Um, and I used to work with a guy called Yoshi, so that's always why. Um, right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, who's next, man? Who's next? This man? is where it gets difficult because I'm I'm not really going for actual positions. I think in midfield, I think we could be very attack minded. Nice. Um, and uh, I know it's probably a bit controversial, but I'm going to go with Payet, Dimitri Payet. Um, yes. Outstanding. Um, outstanding player what he did that, that season at West Ham was incredible uh, his delivery from set pieces his goal scoring from set pieces his crosses the way that he just moved around on the pitch everyone was off their seat everyone was excited and what he was doing and um, he was in you know the best best form of his life um, obviously whatever happened after that but but he, he makes the team because he was outstanding that year yeah, he was. He was a phenomenal player, wasn't he? He's one of those players where I think um, they don't come around very often, do they really? Um, and yeah, I mean, just outstanding. Just outstanding. You know, sometimes you've got to sit there and just look at it. And I'd imagine in training, you know, you're just picking these things all the time. You're like, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard because he came, Lanzini was there, and they were both yeah. like magicians. And you're yeah. like, how are you going to play with all of these players in the same same team? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy. But yeah, pay it. I think he he gets he gets the nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout. I think yeah, <laughs> just got to give it to the man. Uh, he's one of those players that I think I think he ends up. I think it's like forty percent of the people we've interviewed have put Pyatt in. Like fans and, and obviously players are there around the time, and everyone prefaces like you're going to hate me, but yeah, I'm going to put Twitch Pyatt in. So yeah. well, <laughs> clearly he's, he's yeah. But the man and the and the and the, per, and the footballer are very different people. All right, exactly. I, got, I can see there's there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of flair in this team. So we've got Ben Ayun, we've got Pyatt. Who's going to yeah. be next then, Matt? See, this is where it gets really difficult for me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sort of putting, I'm putting this player in. I'm not going to say he was, uh, I don't know. I'm going to put, I'm just going to, Joe Cole. Yeah, I played with him. He, he, he wasn't maybe in his prime. No, yeah. I played with him, but his enthusiasm, his technique, his, Everything about him was just amazing as a footballer. Sure. Um, obviously, the history of West Ham when he started out, everything, he was the best young player ever to be seen. Um, and he's had an absolutely incredible career. And then to play with him as well, still at West Ham, and he still still performed. He was still yeah. at a great, great level. Um, and uh, even though sometimes he took me out of the team because he was playing in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was outstanding um and in some ways you sort of 
you sort of like for me i'd look at him and be like that's just amazing like his desire to still be flying around in training he'd still want yeah every time he got the ball he was a bit like yossi yeah get the ball you couldn't get off him <laughs> i can imagine taking players on love scoring goals so any sort of little five sides you just want him on your team because he would just get yeah. the ball take everyone on and score it was it was outstanding and what's it like when you know no disrespect but when, when a player comes in and takes your position so say a guy comes in so like you know and you're like oh my god this guy's gonna be late he's late he's late he's all gonna be taking my position as a player you're like Fuck, or are you like right okay i think you have both don't you you're yeah like, i can imagine yeah <laughs> some people are like fuck it i'm going i'm going you know but i can yeah. imagine some people are like and it's like you know, I, I mean, you know, as you said, I, I ask stupid questions because it's like I, I've never been in that position really where, where, you know, someone hasn't, it's not like in a in a job, you don't tend to get someone who comes, a, they don't tend to get your replacement before you've left. No. Nah, you know nah. I mean, whereas football, it's, it's very like, different. You sink or swim, don't you? You either, sure. you either go, no, nah, it's not for me. I want to go. Uh, or you go, right, okay. We'll, we'll battle it out and best, best player wins. Yeah. Coaching. yeah it's that that's that's the way I, I sort of looked i've never i've never ever decided that nah um it's not for me i would i would fight every every tooth and nail to to get in the team um and you know you you have to when you get the opportunity you have to take it and and that's, that's that's the whole the whole thing of the game isn't it so yeah. but he as a player and a, as a person but that's what i mean the whole squad the, the personalities were incredible that's what made oh, yeah. it that's yeah. what made us. I think that what, you know, whether other teams were struggling, we had the the, the team morale. The, the the whole squad was just all um, a lot incredible, um, and that's what pushed us right up the league as well. I that's think. what you need, though, isn't it? Particularly as a new team coming into the league. That's why I feel sorry for. I do feel sorry for like you know West Brom fans and Fulham fans probably as well because they'd have missed the whole season of Premier League football because their fans because they got promoted and have got relegated possibly before their fans have come back in and you need that togetherness particularly now more than ever but as you said a newly promoted team you need that all those personalities just to you know if I can dig in a little bit do you know what I mean it's um and as you said yeah it's, a, it's not even a show a bit of quality the squad anyway so right okay so fucking hell Pyatt Ben Ayoun, Joe Cole. You'll be first on match of the day. That's the sure, Matt. Not necessarily. This is why I had to go very solid at the back. Yeah, <laughs> see why. Right, who's going to be? Who's going to be next, man? See now, I'm I'm going to go because I'm I'm going to go Kev Nolan. Um, I'm not sure on the formation we're going here yet, but I'm definitely going with Kev. Um, Obviously, two parts to it: outstanding player, um, always in the in the right position at the right time, um, great goal scorer. But done, like you saying about the corners, he did the ugly things that people yeah. that don't see the nitty gritty little finer details that just maybe one two percent that would just get a player to move there, get a player to stop doing that, and it would help the team. He did yeah. all of them, the 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 horrible things of stamping on people's toes and. <laughs> ripping people from corners and throw-ins and the amount of time that the ball just fell to him in the box was was fantastic yeah. and and we the thing is unfortunately what you don't see is we actually work on them things like the set pieces when someone goes up for the header where everyone else and he used to always be that player that the ball went up for instance if it was Andy and you win the flick on Kev would be pinning his centre-half holding him up 
and the ball would just get into him, hold it up, and he would score or set someone else. It it wasn't just fluke. He he worked on it and and he was outstanding at it. And and then as a captain, he was he was a true leader, like we've we've spoken about before. Definitely, yes, definitely. I've I've it would it'd have to be in that team, I think, just to just to put a foot in, put a challenge in that midfield, man. Right, okay, who's going to be up front then? Who we got? Who's his first striker? Uh, well, I think I, I don't know whether he might might be my only striker. I might depending on my next player. I'm still undecided on my last player. Oh, um, it's, like, it's like transfer window day. Yeah, I'm get Jim. I'll have to get Jim White on him. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 going with Andy. Um, yeah. He was just like a battering ram, um, and in the way that the we played, he was just he he was vital for it. Um, as a wide player myself, getting to the byline looking up and just seeing him in the box was yeah. incredible. I think my first season, I said about the amount of crosses, I think he won the most headers from a cross in Europe. I mean, it was, it was like the perfect combination. Sure. Uh, obviously, you know, injuries and whatever, but he um, he was just such an outlet for everyone. He he, he gets a lot of stick, but his feet were, were great. Uh, yeah. in, in games he was able to control the ball put the ball down maybe not so in <laughs> so much in traded but in games he was able to just turn it on and he was he was so good at it and you know you just you looked and you he would always be saying just just hang it up just hang it up because yeah you knew yeah, yeah yeah people would come and he would just clean them out he would he could jump he was an absolute unit and would just put his body through people and, and win headers and he had that Almost like that slap head where he just the ball and just goes and it just zings off his head. He yeah, 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 incredible timing. Um, and yeah, we we linked up really well together and and sort of the style of play that we played. He was he was perfect, perfect. for it. So, so he's he's my he's my centre yeah, forward. Definitely, definitely. As you said, you see when you got a target man like that, as you said, and we talk about you know the fact, a bit like Antonio, how he always commands two or three defenders and he always did and that's why i always i just love watching him play because he always did and it it never really obviously injuries and stuff never really never really you know kicked into gear as much as i think he could have done i think when we signed like chicharito you thought him and andy carroll would have been like the next cotty mcavini but it just never worked it was so frustrating happens more often not of west ham players um right okay so uh the big man's in big a's in yeah one more position yeah i know see i i'm i'm torn because obviously i you know how can you not put nobs in your team um and especially with my the other players that got me see. Um, but yeah, I've got so many other, you know, you, I could have said Lanzini, I could have put Stuart Downing in, um, you know, Alex Song for that spell. Yes. Was incredible. Amazing. He was the first player. He's the only player I remember. I mean, I've been in West Ham for 20, 20 years now at the, at the stadium. And he's, I remember when we signed him, um, Stringer, Paul Street. He said Stringer came up to me as he walked in, he went, Russ, don't tell anyone. We signed we signed Alex Song. Right, we're gonna announce it on the pitch pre-match. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Because <laughs> like it was like, and he as you said, that period he was fantastic for us. Incredible. Like I think he was man of the match his first game. And for yeah. the next, I don't know, two months, he was outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Um dipped a little bit after that, but mm. he was he had everything. He was yeah. brilliant. Um, so, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm sort of struggling. <laughs> so I, I think, I think with everything, I think I'll probably have to go with uh, a little bit of formation tweak, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to chuck in nobs. Pure. Um, there's, I mean, what, what, what's not been said about nobs? He's he, he he's outstanding. He was brilliant in training. Always wanted the ball. Always. Yeah always was one of the better better, better players in, in training um was uh, fantastic on the pitch um led by example great delivery set pieces everything about it. obviously penalties there isn't many people that are better than him um yeah. and loved the club loved well, loves the club yeah yeah and, that, and that's something that's something I think quite unusual in, in modern football is is to play for the club you support. Um, in in even more being the only team you've played for, really, and being the captain and playing by the fight, it's a very very unusual thing in modern football now. And um, and yeah, he's just yeah, and it is he's a fan, you know, and that, that's yeah. and I, I I knew that, but then I remember watching. I think we, when we played Chelsea last season, uh, and Yarmolenko scored the like, like last minute winner. And he was in the squad. He was sitting in the um, in the disabled area, really, because it's already uh, two meters apart with all the chairs. And um, it was watching. He was watching it like a fan, you know, rather than a teammate. You can see he was almost. It was kicking every ball and shouting at the ref. And it was like, oh my god, this is like I should be filming this. This is incredible. But yeah, he's top man. He's a top top man. And so are you, Mister Jarvis, because that was. Cause, I think he might have to have his work cut out with the, that attacking. The rest of it, he'll be holding with. Oh, but what we'll do is we'll do Mark Noble at that period of time, not Mark now. Bless him. I don't think there's a bit too much running for him. Bless him. He's he's a fifteen minute man. You know, fifteen twenty minutes in the Premier League and tying it all up. But uh, yeah, his work will be cut out. But um, listen, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much for chatting. Um, it's been great we finally did it we finally got it sorted albeit we did spend 10 minutes chatting before i recorded but doesn't matter no. because it was it was just you know they, they were my best bits when everyone said they were it my was best all bits. yeah it was like the bloopers it's like the reverse of the bloopers it was like the best is like the highlights the match of the day highlights but anyway cheers mate a really 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 great chatting to you and obviously thank you to everyone for listening as well um or watching on youtube or spotify whatever um whatever you do give it a like give it a share um from myself and for mr jarvis take care everyone stay safe wash those hands come on you irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone much love bye-bye Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.